Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. I'm excited we got Daniel back with us, and there's so much to talk about. So let's go straight to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we slow down for just this moment to be in prayer with you, to commune with you. Oh, Abba Father, how we need you, and we need your wisdom your strength, your courage. And we need confidence in your ways, Father. But we know your ways are always the best ways. We're living in a world that is so upside down and confused, lost, because we have lost our way with you. We've lost our focus on what really matters, and that's you. Father, guide us today. Be with us in this show that we can bring some common sense into what is terribly uncommon sense out there, nonsense. But not just that, Father. It's that they are plotting against your people, against us, our own people, against America, for some greater power that they have in mind. Lord God, we thank you for your mercy and your grace and your forgiveness and your love. For such a time as this, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I have a quote here from Samuel Adams. If ever they should come when vain and inspire, if ever it should come when vain and aspiring men shall possess the highest seats in government, our country will stand in need of its experienced patriots to prevent its ruin. You know, Obama said years ago, America, we're better than this. Of course, what he was actually saying is, America, you were never good at all. And we are all huge disappointment. Oh, yes, we were to him and to them when we, the people, elected Donald J. Trump. They saw it coming, though, and they plotted against him and his family. But truly... America, the plot was against you. They think nothing of you, their policies, their speeches. They slap you in the face every single day. How long are we going to take it? This pending World War III is proof that life matters not to the environmentalists, the globalists, the swamp who hate the nation's constitutional republic. They have one goal, and you, America, are not are in their way. Climate change is a huge hoax used by the politicians, and it is a cult for others who cannot think or research or logic for themselves. So they rely on the government, bought and paid for scientists who know exactly which side their bread is buttered. As my mentor used to call them, the greeny weenies are out to destroy America. And we know Joe Biden chooses them for his cabinet. We have Gina McCarthy, 
White House National Climate Czar. We have Tracy Manning running the BLM, that's the Bureau of Land Management, and we have, of course, John Kerry. Dennis Prager wrote in a recent article, this invasion is brought to you by Western environmentalists. They're helping Putin, whether intentionally or not. John Kerry is more concerned, I say, that he's not the main focus of the conversations than he is about the dead Ukraines and the hundreds of thousands of displaced Ukrainian refugees. I'm going to botch this woman's name up, but I read an article of something she had said. Her name is Teresa Gallarducci, and she is the Bernard L. and Irene Schwartz Professor of Economics at the New York School for Social Research in New York City. She has advice for the little people. Anyone making less than $280,000 a year, if you're upset about inflation, you are to her, you know, and the elite, the little people. She says use mass transportation, eat more veggies instead of meat, and cut back on unnecessary care for your pets. And when it comes to food, the professor says, don't be afraid to explore. This means going out and for tasty meat substitutes, <laughs> such as veggies, lentils, and or beans, as meat prices have shot up 14%. She says plan to cut out the middle creature and consume plant directly. It is more efficient, healthier, and cheaper ways to get calories, she says. And she also adds, to stay away from bulk buying, you usually just end up wasting all that extra. Advice for the little people. We have a nominee right now before the Supreme Court. Justice, I, I never can say her name, so I'm going to skip it. But the left doesn't want her record as a judge to be brought up. I suppose the Republicans really should have brought in an accuser of another nature and caused a three-ring circus like the Dems always do. While this woman has a history of soft crime, especially soft on child and sex, child sex offenders and abusers, and she approves of CRT, she also mentioned that she, this was before her hearing, that she has her own interpretation of the Constitution. That's the problem, folks. This should be concerning. But I have no doubt the Republicans will put on a show, make some noise, and then help the Dems confirm her. They think of us as the little people. They are, they think we are too stupid to see their lies and their theatrics. Let's go back to Obama's phrase. Yes, we are better than this. America is better than Supreme Court unconstitutional injustices. We are better than porn authors. We are better than climate czars. We are better than bowing to our enemies. We are better than congressmen making pillow with spies from China. We are better than the greenie weenies pushing their lies. We are better than the communists who want to fundamentally change our land. We are better than the elite who have a vicious and deadly plan. Get thee behind me, you liars and traitors. We the people are not the little people. We are America. We are America. We welcome today uh, Daniel Turner of Power of the Future and appreciate all that he does so much. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here. And we really appreciate that. Daniel, how you doing this morning, my friend? Oh, Beth Ann, I am always in a better mood when I get to talk to you and know there's an audience of common sense conservatives listening. I wish I could always be in this space, so thank you for having me. <laughs> I wish you could be too. I mean, we just enjoy you so much. 
But I'll tell you what, these environmentalists, I don't know if you read that article from uh, um, Dennis Prager. It came out last, on the 8th of March. I've been kind of saving it. And it is really good. He really goes at the, as my boss used to call him, the green weenies, the environmentalists. That they'll do anything to have their way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. It's amazing the attitude adjustment that they want Americans to go through. And rather than strive for excellence and superlatives and and greatness and prosperity, it's all about well, you know, you should be eating more grains and who needs meat and five things you can do that don't require electricity and 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 again. I'm always caught by the fact that they call themselves progressive, and there's nothing about this that is progress, right? Yeah, Asking people to, yes, and 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 don't get me wrong, and this is where, this is where we have to be be very under, careful of why we we label people as postmodern and post-Christian. This is post-Christian commentary because it tries to take Christian virtues of of being a little bit abstemious, of being moderate, of being self-disciplined, that looks like Christianity and says, actually, no, it's a climate agenda. And this is how people are led astray. They say, well, you know what, maybe we should do things that don't require electricity. Maybe that's being a virtuous person. And this is where the post-Christians are a a huge threat to us, because they take our values and they use them against us. Absolutely, and I want to talk more about that when we come back. And I know you have some things on your chest you need to get off, so we're gonna we're gonna let you do that in this next next segment. I'm gonna turn it over to you and and let you just kind of whoop up on it. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. Visit their website. All kinds of great information there. Powerofthefuture.com. Simply powerofthefuture.com, or you can go to my website and look for that. Lightning bolt. Click on that. It'll take you straight to his website. This is Beth Ann and Daniel Turner trying to speak a little common sense, and we'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America lights on. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with Liberty, the new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. 
Each piece of the Liberty Flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. VTA Foundation continues their stand for life and women who are caught in unplanned pregnancies. Abby Johnson will be the keynote speaker at VTA Foundation's 30th Annual Pro-Life Events, March 22, 2022, at the Capitol Plaza Hotel and Convention Center in Jefferson City, Missouri. Abby is the author of the national best-selling book, Unplanned, as well as the movie based on her book, also titled Unplanned. She tells the story of her powerful conversion from abortion clinic director to outspoken pro-life advocate. Abby believes in the work of VTA Foundation as they utilize digital marketing strategies to connect abortion-determined women with life-saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Reserve your seat today. You have two chances to attend, luncheon or dinner. Events on March 22nd. Go to adsforlife.org. Abby Johnson will inspire and encourage you March 22nd in Jefferson City. Before the event sells out, register today at adsforlife.org. Turns you're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I said I was going to turn it over to Daniel, and I am. I, you've been tweeting a lot. <laughs> We've got some of your tweets in our hands. I'll tell you what, you do an awesome job. <laughs> Just an awesome job. But you got you know, a lot of people they don't like Twitter. I got burned out, so I haven't been on there. I'm still there, but I haven't done anything. Just because once in a while I retweet yours or Rudy does because, but. You know, it's a good way to get some information out there. And with your tweets, you do a, you do a fantastic job coming back at them. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I, I firmly believe that we can't cede any space. I don't, I don't want to um, um, give any platform to the left or to the environmentalists and say, well, you know, you all are more popular at it or whatever, or this is too much pressure, so you can have it. Um, we shouldn't cede any ground. Uh, we, you know, we have to fight for everything. And, and mm. sadly now, it seems that we literally are fighting for everything. Our, our, our schools, our churches, our, our, our institutions, our elected leaders. Um, the American people are waking up to the fact that so much of our, of our institutions, so many of our institutions and our culture really is constantly under, under attack from it's, the radical left. It's our way of life. They don't want our way of life. You know, no. this professor that's given all these, this wisdom to the little people who make less than $280,000 a year. What if she had to come live right here in California, Missouri for a couple yeah. of years? Would she think differently about the Teslas or the not eating meat? Living? <laughs> we should put her next to a cattle farm or something. <laughs> would she think any more about that? You know, uh, you know, she would go nuts. She wouldn't you, you, be able to handle it. Yeah. The, and, and that's what's the problem with, uh, with our media and so many of these writers, but also a lot of our elected officials. Uh, the, mm, the problem yes. being that, that they only live in these wealthy bubbles and, and they only know. So 
I am sure this writer thinks 280000 a year is really not that much money uh, compared to what I make. I made $2 million on a book deal, and, and my spouse made you know, several million trading stock tips from Nancy Pelosi. And so $280,000 is, is not an all that much money when you consider you know, we send our kids to Yale, and that's 80000 alone. Um, and, and that's just, that's why these people, they, they, I'm not going to say they're bad. I'm not going to demonize them. Heck, I wish I made that money. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to demonize them, but I am going to, we have to acknowledge that they don't live in the real world and it becomes a danger when they make policies based upon their environment, thinking that that's the norm. That's the biggest problem with the Green New Deal, and you and I have talked about this a lot. It's written by people who live in the city, and they say, well, you don't need a car if we have great public transportation. But I don't know where I'd put a bus stop in my neighborhood because, I mean, my driveway's a half mile long, so public transportation's never going to come to my part of rural Virginia. So the Green New Deal doesn't work. And then saying, well, just get rid of your combustion engine and buy an $80,000 Tesla, that doesn't work either. Um, Out-of-touch people can't make policies or shouldn't make policies that affect the multitudes because it, it, it creates it creates chaos. But, you know, but then maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is to create chaos. I think it is. I think that's a, a big part of it because they don't make any sense and you can't, you can't debate with them. I mean, what if we ask them, well, where are you going to put all those dead batteries? What's going to happen with all those dead batteries from yeah. those Teslas stop working? Where are they going to go? How do you dispose of a battery? We have that problem with the little batteries. Yeah. And everything takes tons of them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And speaking of batteries, lithium is up almost 500% wow. in the last year. And the reason why it's up 500% is because you have this administration that is saying by the year 2030, everyone has to drive an electric vehicle. Uh, he's going to these these automotive plants, and they are all playing the game. Right Yesterday I saw the president of GM talking about how they are fully committed to being 100% electrical by the year, whatever. And I believe it was Chrysler or maybe it was Ford, I forget, already made that same commitment. We will be 100%. People say, see, that's the wave of the future. That's the wave of the future. No, it's not. They don't want to make electric vehicles, but they see government forcing it, and they're getting on board quickly. They're only looking to make money. Ford doesn't care about climate change. GM doesn't care about climate change. They care about keeping the government out of their way so that they can produce a product and make money. That is their job. And so everyone is being told we have to have electric vehicles, but the the amount of lithium we produce in the world is limited. And so what happens to lithium prices? They go through the roof. I've tweeted this before, and I just gave this talk up in Alaska last week, which is why I missed your show on Friday. I and I was so sorry. It's okay. You're working, and we're okay with my that. crazy schedule. But I did tell the people <laughs> in Alaska, right. even a seven-year-old kid opening his very first lemonade stand intrinsically understands that he needs to get his hands on some lemons. Right? He knows he needs to source some materials. He doesn't know anything about business school. Maybe he didn't go to a fancy uh, MBA program, but he understands he's got to get some lemons. 
and he's, if he's going to open a lemonade stand. How does Joe Biden say we are going to have everyone drive electric vehicles but not source the raw materials needed for this to work? The fact that he doesn't do it is proof this is totally unserious. This is not a when Joe when 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 uh, uh, Donald Trump said we all have to make ventilators, he went to all of these companies and said, "What do you need to make ventilators?" My Pillow guy, one of your great sponsors, oh yeah, said, Mike, will stop me. making pillows and will make masks if that helps. That is how you source the materials for a government mandate, and Joe Biden is not doing that. So what is the result? Prices are going up five hundred percent, four hundred percent, because it's an unserious president. Well, you know, I have in my hand here, and I think we talked a little bit about this uh, the last time we had John for a Tuesday, and that's uh, some of the states. This one happens. This story happens to be Maryland and Georgia governors. They um, have signed a relief for gas tax. They're going to suspend the gas tax for 30 days. It's only 30 days, which, you know, depend on how much traveling you do. And so, like in the state of Missouri, if we were to do that, we just actually started this gas tax here a while back, and we weren't happy about it. <laughs> and we have a we have a Republican governor, and we told him not to do it, and he did it anyway. But it would at nineteen point five per gallon, at fifteen gallons, it would save you around three dollars, two dollars and ninety two cents, um, every fill up if you filled up for a fifteen gallon. And that's you know that's something that'll help. But, you know, nobody ever is willing, and I'm not talking about the people. We are the ones who do all the sacrificing. Mm-hmm. But the corporations don't sacrifice. No. The state entities, they don't really sacrifice. Nobody's given up a job. Nobody's taken a cut in pay. D.C., they don't take cuts. They always get more. And, you know, nobody ever sacrifices except the little people. Exactly. I actually oppose canceling the government uh, uh, gas tax. Okay. Um, for 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 a, a very bizarre reason. I mean, I, I, I of course want people to save money, but the reason why I would oppose it is this: government tells us that tax is necessary mm. to fund roads and bridges. If we can suspend it. Are we going to suspend the programs that it's supposed to fund? And if we do, then then what's going to happen to the roads and bridges? And if you say, well, we'll find the money elsewhere for the roads and bridges, well, then why do we need the tax to begin with? So if you tell us we have to pay this tax because it does an indispensable thing, raise revenue for this indispensable need, well, then we can't suspend it. it it's, it's important. Well, we'll suspend it temporarily. Then we have to stop building temporarily. And then we have to fire all those contracts. But are any of those contracts going to get canceled? No. no we'll just go more into debt for them. And not that's the all. biggest problem. Government not will just all. go into debt. And government doesn't go into debt. We go into debt. And, and it's called inflation. Da- and 30 days is not enough to really make a difference. It just It's making an appearance. Yes. That's and all it is. is this is government saying we don't know what to do or we don't want to do the very difficult things that actually need to get done, so we're going to make up some, some, something else. And so, again, I, I, don't, I don't like a lot of the taxes we have, but if government tells us they're necessary, well, then, then you have to be able to live within that budget, but they're not necessary. And, and as you were saying – Two million people had had a year and a half off in Washington, D.C. 
because of COVID. Um, having worked at the federal government when I was in the, in the Bush administration, I saw the work ethic of many of our government employees. I guarantee you they did not work from home for two years. They took vacations and we paid for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were never in this together, as they wanted to claim. They can wear their masks in front of the camera, and then they go home and do whatever they want. And exactly. uh, sometimes they don't even have the mask on in front of the camera because they think people are looking. But they are. But uh, I agree with you. You know, around here, and I hear the music. I'm going to say this as fast as I can. Around here, years ago, they wanted to have the gambling going on. And the, the lottery, the lottery. So the lottery, the, all that money made on the lottery was going to go to education. But you know what? On the other side of the aisle, they took away from education. So we really didn't gain. <laughs> and that's what they would do with this gas tax. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth with uh, Daniel Turner of How the Future. We'll be right back. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. He's fighting for us, folks. He's fighting for us. And uh, we need to support him. He supports the show and keeps us going here, and I just appreciate him so much. But Daniel Turner is PowerTheFuture.com. Just go to PowerTheFuture.com and help him out there, but glean from their information because they have a bunch of it. And, uh, you know, you said you just went to Alaska. What's going on in Alaska? Not much or a lot? <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, I, I left Virginia seeing my hydrangeas just start to bloom and the, the brown oh. fields have the slightest hint of green and it was in the mid sixties and I get to Alaska and it's a foot and a half of snow and 19 degrees. <laughs> wow. You didn't pack your flip flops then, right? <laughs> When you go to Alaska, you see people in flip-flops. I guess if you're used They're to used that to weather, yeah. even our Alaska state director walks around in, in no coat, no hat, and he's like, oh, it's not too cold. It's only 20 degrees, or <laughs> it's 20 degrees. I'm like, yeah, it's not cold. <laughs> you do realize that's but, below freezing, right? <laughs> exactly. But Alaska is Alaska's on in, in, in the radar of, of, of uh, states that have a huge percentage of their land controlled by the federal government. Oh, gosh, yes. um, and that's a big problem up there because the federal government is in charge of permits and denying permits. And this nonsense, there are two articles today, Beth Ann, two. One in the, uh, the New York, um, not even articles, op-eds, editorials. One in the New York Times and one in the Washington Post. Both of them... Um, defending Joe Biden from prices because of gas. Both of them saying it's not his fault. It's the greedy oil and gas companies. Uh, he's done nothing wrong. And I, I have tweeted multiple times, it's easy to be a Democrat. And it really is. Um, oh, yeah. And and the reason why I bring that up is because in places like Alaska, I have been to fields where they say, see all that equipment? We're literally just waiting for the green light to go. But we can't get it. We can't get this permit. We can't get that permit. Um, this nonsense that Jen Psaki keeps saying. Oh, well, there are nine... what Jen Psaki said. <laughs> yes. There, there are 9,000 leases, which is great. You have the lease to the land. Congratulations. And now you want to build a house. Does the lease to your land, you bought the land, 
Does that give you the permission to build the house? Oh, no. Now you need the housing permit. Is that being held up? Of course it is. Before you start building the house, you need to do the inspection for well and septic. That's being held up by the Biden administration. And then you need to do the environmental impact study. That's being held up by the Biden administration. And this is to build a house. Can you imagine something as evil as digging a well for oil or gas? And so this lie that Jen Psaki says they have 9,000 permits, access to land is not permission to drill. And before you even drill, you have to do exploratory. And there are so many steps all being held up by the Biden administration. Um, and that's what's going on in Alaska as a long answer. And that's what's frustrating when you go to these areas. Um, and I'll give one state a huge compliment. It's one of the joys of Texas. There's hardly any, I don't think there's any federal land. It's private property. In and, Texas. And, and in Texas. And you don't have, now the Biden administration can try to find other ways to, to, to make their lives miserable, but they don't need the federal government's permission to drill in Texas because it's private land. And if you give permission, that's all the government needs. And so Texas, things are moving along because the government is not in their way. And that's the way we should all work. I'm going to ask a question about Texas because I had this a little uh, evil thought about a week ago. I was going to ask you about, maybe I did and I forgot because I do that sometimes. But uh, I asked my husband and he gave me all kinds of reasons. But is the... The oil in Texas, is that more privately owned, or is it the mega, the big uh, production companies producing? Uh, there's a little bit of, of, of both. both. Um, okay. I, I believe I believe nationwide, the vast majority of our oil, I believe closer to 60% is, is produced by independent and private companies. Now, some of them are huge. There are companies that are worth billions of dollars that have thousands of employees, but they're not publicly traded, right? They're still held by the same family uh, for generations, and and they are successful. Um, but that's not one of the big corporations that everyone's heard of, Exxon, Chevron, Conoco, et cetera. So, so my question was, and I know it's really a, a silly question, but if I was Texas, <laughs> I'd keep my oil. And I, I just, you know, sell it there in Texas and in the United States. I just keep my oil. I wouldn't sell it on the big market. Could they get away with it? You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they would have such a surplus that, that it would actually be unprofitable because Texas produces the most oil in the nation. Yeah. And so they can consume it all. Um, so they would probably, but I get your point, and that's what America started doing <laughs> in 2019. Under Trump. Under Trump. So everyone, exactly. <laughs> everyone says we were never energy independent. That's a lie. That's a myth. The, the mistake that we have made, the, the pre- previous administration, the right, the Republicans, et cetera, the mistake that they made was they didn't clarify what energy independent meant. At our peak, we were producing about 14, 14 and a half million barrels a day. Canada was producing close to seven. Add those two together, we were producing 21 on a good day, 22 million barrels of oil. We only consume about 19, which means we had a three million barrel surplus that we then sold to other countries. So energy independence has always included our beloved friends in the North Canada because they produce way more oil than they could possibly use. That's a small population. It's a very uh, remote population. They produce right now around 4.5 million barrels a day, but they only consume about three. 
Now, if Canada got back to full production and America got back to full production, that is the energy independence, meaning we produce enough just here that we don't have to ship any over from Iran. We don't have to ship any over from Saudi Arabia, Russia, et cetera, et cetera. Energy independence is not America alone. It's America and Canada, who's our best friend, and, and we should work with them. Well, they're, they're supposed to be, but some of them are going goofy. <laughs> oh, well, yes. <laughs> I have I have a quote here from, from that Prager um, article, and I think you will appreciate this. He's talking about the uh, non-carbon energy that can sustain a country. He said they don't really care about that. He said because the environmentalist movement is not really as interested in the environment as it is in restructuring society. The environmentalist movement is as interested in protecting the environment as the communist movement was in protecting workers or the mm-hmm. defend the police movement was in protecting blacks. Mm-hmm. I think he's got it right on there. And uh, we know that that's not really what they're after because we can see what they're doing and how they live. If they were serious about thinking that our planet was going to die or we were all going to die in 10 years. I think we're down about eight years now. I'm not sure. Then they themselves would obey the little rules that they want all the rest of us little people to do. Exactly. Uh, this is this is about restructuring the way society works. And proof of that is the congresswoman from New York, uh, AOC's first Chief of Staff, um, uh, his, his last name was Sakurabardi, and, and he was caught on a live mic, one of those instances that probably is what caused him to have to resign, um, saying, I'm paraphrasing, but saying something to the line, to the effect of, you think the Green New Deal is an environmental thing? We think the Green New Deal is a how do we reorganize America thing, meaning this was never about the environment. This was never about combating climate change. This is that Rahm Emanuel quote, never let a good crisis go to waste. Absolutely. And you mentioned some of the evil things that have gone on. Um, but one thing that they considered evil in the Agenda 21 movement, which is still there, that's what the Green New Deal is. They didn't want you to collect rainwater in a rain barrel because that water belongs to everyone. Lunacy. You know, my mother, my grandmother down in Bonterre, Missouri, she had a rain barrel out there, and that's what she used for scrubbing her floors and stuff. They didn't drink out of it. It wasn't a very clean barrel. It was out there all the time, but she used that water to scrub the kitchen floor and stuff with. And uh, they'd have been upset with my grandma, and I love my grandma. Anyway, we're headed into a break. (laughs) You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner. He just speaks such common sense, and he is fighting for us, folks. Environment, energy, that's who we are. And we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. 
The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar Chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar Chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling one 800 978 6168 and use the promo code Bethann to get 30% off plus free shipping. Have you ever checked to see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month's supply, and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now, more than ever, you need to supercharge your immune system, and to do that, you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com. That is immuno150.com or call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. And we have returned 
for listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Power of the Futures. Daniel Turner. Daniel, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a little plug in for something. Uh, my listeners don't know about it yet. I'm gonna have, uh, the woman that's, uh, kind of heading it up. I'm gonna have her on, uh, uh, I think it's next week. Maybe it's in two weeks. But this is taking place in, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska on April 22nd, which is Earth Day. And, uh, it is coming from the American Stewards of Liberty. And they have put a plan to fight the 3030 land grabs. So it's a stop 3030 summit. I think if you are available, you would really enjoy this and, uh, learn a lot from these folks. But it's fighting back from the executive order 14008 that, uh, Biden Signed to take 30% of the water and 30% of the land across this great nation. Mm-hmm. And it is April the 22nd in Lincoln, Nebraska at the Graduate Hotel. And if you need information on it, you can just go to americanstewards.us. americanstewards.us. So, um, and that's my little plug. I thought it was something you might find interesting because they're going to cover a lot of this land grabbing that's going on. And like you said, you know, and Utah is one of them. And uh, we mentioned Alaska. Unfortunately, the government owns most of the land. And you can see that when the government gets their hands on things, it doesn't get better. No. No, and that's this is a very serious concern. We're actually in the middle of putting something together as well. Um, to just to, to raise awareness on how how serious thirty by thirty is because of the multiple debacles created by this administration with the economy with the border uh, with crime with foreign policy with oil uh, etc. Yeah. This has not gotten the attention it should, um, but this is a, a a very very serious threat to to our sovereignty. Um, and if the government can confiscate your land, then they can confiscate anything. I mean, these are the same people who say that they want to take your guns. They want, heck, they don't, they they want to continue to to pollute the minds of your children. And yeah, if you they say, well, I don't children. think you yeah. absolutely. And and private property right is uniquely American. Um, if anyone has European friends or family, um, they. They have a very different understanding of property and private property the way America does, um, and it is uh, it is under a huge threat. The, the the real concern for thirty by thirty is that the government already owns so much land. Currently, they own around twelve percent is of the twelve percent of the land is under management by the federal government, and states like Alaska, it's sixty percent of the states. States like Nevada, it's close to ninety mm-hmm. percent of the state. All these yeah, huge Utah parks. too, I think. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's unreal. So, so they they can't take any more from Nevada and Utah and 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 Alaska. So where are they going to get the rest of the land? And that should have people in states like Missouri and Illinois and Nebraska very concerned because there isn't enough land. Or not controlled by government that for them to, to, to find the missing 18% to get to 30%. And if, and if they don't get it freely, well, then they're going to confiscate it. So if you, it, it's just bizarre that people like Bill Gates are spending so much time buying hundreds of thousands of acres of land because 
either he thinks the government's going to buy it from him for their 30 by 30, or he knows they're not going to bother, buy it, bother him because he's Bill Gates. And so they'll take someone else's land, which makes his incredibly more valuable because it's, it's now a limited exactly. commodity. So there's something very pernicious about what's happening. And if you are one of those ranchers that owns 500 acres, which in my New York City mind sounds like a lot of land, and now that I'm a farmer, I realize there's not very much land at all. And out, out west, it's even more than that because it, they don't grow grass like we do here in Missouri. So it's even yeah. more because they that have to have more you. per cattle. <laughs> That, that would very much scare you if you have 500,000, 5,000 acres. Again, that sounds like a lot of land, but it's really not if you have a huge commercial farm. The government needs to find this land somewhere, and they're going to, they're going to, I guess they're going to take it by force. I don't know. They're going to force you to sell. They have a way and, to make willing sellers. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we're not going to need it. We're not going to need your sheep. We're not going to need your cattle. We're not going to need those hogs because we're all going to be vegans. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the question is why, right? Yeah. Joe Biden has said, I want 30% of this land to be. Why? Because I do. But, but again, why? I don't know. He why needs do those you nasty think... cows for that ice cream. Yeah. The reason why is if you are a statist, and Joe Biden is a, is a true believer in statism, as are many, many Republicans. That is not a partisan belief. There are many Republicans who think government is the solution to our problems. If you are a statist, then anything that is in private hands has to eventually get turned over to the state. That's why we can't get school choice, because there are lots of Republicans who believe in, 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 in government funding schools. That's why Obamacare ultimately succeeded because look at john mccain the deciding vote because ultimately now he also wanted to fight with president trump but ultimately i don't care if the government runs it i don't why can't make any difference he's a globalist he was a globalist um when you get yours put together please let me know i want to help in any way that i can to get the word thank you and 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 uh, i will reach out to these folks because i would like to somehow and if they're listening they can reach out to me at danielapowerthefuture.com i would love to and i will let them know that because uh uh, i know that they've got uh, governor ricketts is helping with that and he's actually kind of heading up and the heritage foundation is helping them with that uh but it is uh, american stewards for liberty and uh i think their website again is just americanstewards.us and uh they have a history themselves. One day you and I have to sit down and talk about that. But it's Margaret Byfield, and if you look up the name Wayne, Hay- Wayne Hage, you'll figure out why they're fighting so hard for land. So Yeah, that's that's the new battle. And this is all part of the, the, the fake climate narrative. And as you were saying before we went to the break about the comments with rainwater, how you can't have rainwater barrels because this is part of the belief of, of the climate movement is – Government has to control everything, and if they want to implement a larger government agenda, then private things are in the way. Private property, um, um, private companies, uh, private food choices. Again, I, we, we, we made fun of this back in the day, and it was just a window into the future, but when Kamala Harris was asked as she was running for candidates, should we be regulating diet for climate change? And she chuckled and said, well, you know, we should have a conversation about yeah. that. And 
Savannah Guthrie followed up with, I believe it was Savannah Guthrie followed up with, so are you going to come after our cheeseburgers? <laughs> and everyone laughed. <laughs> yeah. But, but no but... one should have laughed. They should have said, who the heck do you think you are telling me what I can eat? Why we need you so bad is because energy runs everything. They want to take 30% of the land. They've already got a bunch and gob of it. And 30% of the water. They take the land. They take the water. That is your food. That is your livelihood. And they will control it. You know, it wasn't that many years ago they wanted to do a fat tax to keep you from eating the fat. They don't want you to have the American life way. Uh, living. Way of living. And... uh I thank you so much for all that you do, Daniel, because I know you got into this and you, it's probably a bigger fight than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you, Beth Ann. You're one of our spokespeople and the most important one. Oh, God bless you for saying that. Stay with us and, I mean, Daniel, stay with us so we can work together to bring America home. Um. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe, and morally deformed. They will attack you. They will slander you. They will seek to destroy your career and your family. They will seek to destroy everything about you, including your reputation. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals. Remember that. They're criminals. I'm going to open up our libel laws so when they write purposely negative and horrible and false articles, we can sue them and win lots of money. We're going to open up those libel laws.